Welcome, all of you wine and true crime lovers. I'm Brandy. I'm Chris. And this is Texas Wine and True Crime. Thank you for being here, friends, for episode 52, all about wine and cheese. This special episode I recorded with my partners over at Rockin' Rich Uncomfortable. So enjoy. Enjoy. Rockin' Rich. All right, here we are, Rocky. This thing on. All right. Man, this is a cool one. Okay, okay. So we have a first. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're, we're recording at night, first of all. Yeah, and we're doing something kind of crazy. We've never done wine and cheese with the legendary Blake Milton. How about them apples? Blake Legend Milton. in my own mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my uh, basketball coach is saying in high school. Richard, you're a legend in your own mind. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I am? Then I was like, wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> I think he was. Well, okay, so today is a unique completely different podcast that we're doing yeah Rocky. and we're working with brandy again which is awesome brandy what up? our co-host brandy diamond from Texas. i'm official co-host did you hear that she did you hear, now we have a witness yeah. oh once we had her on the show once rocky and i were like uh we better get her back in here <laughs> yes. quick, like, uh are you taken by chance so uh brandy diamond is here with texas wine and true crime yes. and and we are here talking about cheese. So I'm going to upload some photos here in a little bit. We All have right. wine. Cool. We have cheese. Uh, we're actually live on TikTok, too. Yeah, so, how about that? Hey, TikTok. Hey, TikTok, everybody. Greetings. Greetings. So, <laughs> you know, I'm so excited about this because all my friends that know me, they know that I'm a cheese fanatic. It's crazy, too, because you'll pay ridiculous amounts of money for cheese. I'll pay $39. It doesn't matter. The price is not cheese. relevant. No. It's nothing to do with anything. Yeah, Blake, he's a true believer. I got it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, really. So There's when, only one way. When you yeah. pulled up today, I told him, I was like, I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> I he's, like, this is great. he's like, do I open my door? I've never met this guy. <laughs> yeah, Am I in the right place? He's By the way, around I'm banging on my windshield. <laughs> I didn't know you could make a like a life out of cheese. I yeah. just didn't. I didn't realize that that there was so much to it. I mean, I knew there was some cool things about it, but I didn't know that it was as cool as he this. sent us some talking points, and I started reviewing it. Did yeah. you read that? Oh my gosh, it's so it's a lot. It's intimidating. Yeah. It, well, this that came from a presentation, you know, just kind of some talking points that I usually get into when talking about cheese because really, it's mystif- uh, A lot of people are mystified. Just yeah. like with wine. Yeah. And, you know, I even brought in those talking points, you know, some of the similarities, you know, because there's so many different grapes. There's over sure. 10,000 wine grapes. and 10,000? And, of course, there's all kinds of combinations and mixtures of those. Yeah. Um, Which we call blends. Blend. Mm-hmm. Right. What, actually, we are drinking a wine right now. So, Rocky yes. and I, this is our first time ever doing this. We're yeah. actually having wine on while we record. Yeah. Have yeah. you guys had other alcohol on while you No. No. No, we've actually never drank uh, recording a show. Oh, I'm breaking all okay. this. Okay. Another first. I tell my kids. And, and don't does you that ever... tell you anything when I've been on the show and I've drank on the show, which means I was drinking uh, alone? Like, yeah, that's you, what that means. Uh, it, I was drinking it was, alone. No, I had a couple sips. Morning oh, drinks. But I had to do something that afternoon. It was 10 30 yeah. in the morning. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> I tell my kids, don't you ever drink. 
in front of a camera. Never. Not no. ever. And here I am drinking in front of a camera. Cheers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cheers. That well, thing that was the on. last minute thing. You didn't get the memo on no, that one. I did not. <laughs> That's well, this right. is great. So what are we drinking, actually? Yeah. So we are um, drinking a bottle of um, Riven Yates. So it is out of Kerrville Hills Winery. So here I got in Texas. Here in Texas, right in Kerrville, Texas. Okay. So very close to Hill Country. Oh, that's good. And I um, had the pleasure of interviewing John Rivenberg, who is half of this wine. The other co- half comes from Ron Yates. So both guys grow grapes, but Ron Yates specializes in Tempranillo and John Rivenberg uh, specializes in Tanat, okay. which is a which is a really actually a grape that r- grows really well here in Texas. A lot of people I had never really heard of Tanat or had to, have you ever had Tanat? Well, as I said earlier, I only know the Shakespearean quote to or to not. That is the question. <laughs> yeah, he did say that earlier. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Hey, his, so, his voice is actually perfect for this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, we even He's said that before we got on air. He's going to do it. <laughs> I sucked down some negative helium so my voice can get really low. I <laughs> love it. So yeah, so these, John Rivenberg is great. He, um, you know, is just a grape grower, grew up in this area. Um, This is his winery. This is his wine. I thought it was really good because I know Blake likes that deep, old wine, just that wine that just makes you think every time you take that sip. I know Tempranillo is going to be a little light for him. Okay. So I thought putting a little Tanat with that, which is a more darker, richer, almost like a black fruit grape. So it gets towards the black color. So just to add a little bit of dark to that uh, makes it just a little heavier than a Tempranillo. But Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kerrville Hills um, Winery, for sending this to us. So I will tell them, hey, guys, we have your wine on Rock and Rich. Yeah, how about it? Yep. We love it. Well, thank you guys for for doing this. We really appreciate the wine. Hey, I got it. Of course, Tempranillo is uh, kind of the standard grape in the Rioja region in Spain, in the Alto Rioja region. And one of the, uh, uh, I guess you'd call it the PDO of wines, you know, uh, protected domain. Yep. Of that, like you find with champagne, things like that, you know. Really, so that the Alta Rioja region is kind of the kingdom of the of uh, the Tempranillo, Tempranillo. grape. Wow. It happens to grow real well here in Texas. It does, are and it's yummy. really good. There is some really yummy Tempranillos really in Texas. Are, are grapes okay. the same kind of like? Is the generation of the plant relevant? I mean, like, does the older the plant gets, the better the grapes are, or is that not really the case? Depends on the level of care yeah. that they receive uh-huh. too, you know, throughout it. But yeah, I mean. You find uh, sometimes you'll see bottles labeled with old vines. Mm, and, really? You know, some of these, if they're well cared for, they can make it you know into 100 years plus, some of these yeah. vines. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, with all that said, I'm ready to dive into some cheese, Rocky. Mm. Yeah, let's check it out. Man, Look at this beautiful cheese board. I want to give some a shout-out to a friend of mine, Matt and Megan. So there's some friends, and we used to say this when we would go out on, on my boat all the time because we'd always bring cheese, and I would always say, I love cheese. So that was my <laughs> favorite thing. So yeah. so one of the shout-outs today, Rocky, is for Matt and Megan. Matt and Megan. Hey. Awesome. Shout we'll see you guys here real soon. Yeah. I and- love cheese. I know. Right. Let's get going. And, 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 and out of all places, Blake and I met at a wine and cheese event. Oh, just a wine event. And I think I brought the oh, you brought the cheese. Night. Thank yeah. you for doing it. Thank you. We needed it. We needed yeah. it. So well, well awesome. I'm ready to dive right in. Let's now you have how many different kinds of cheeses? Only here? six here Blake. tonight. Um, I brought two of the same because I wanted to talk about a slight difference in those. Really? So, yeah. Um, okay. 
you pick one and we can go from there. I'm, I want to start. What, what do you, what do we start with? Is it like wine where you start with the, um, not necessarily. I mean, you can do it that way. If you, we get in, I think if there's a whole body, a uh, whole bunch of elitism about the wine and cheese pairing thing in really? Europe. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. I think, you know, there's, you don't want to cheat yourself out of some great cheese in the process. It's of a, that, a cheese snob. Thing. It is a cheese snob. Very elite. Yeah. I have never met a cheese. I didn't like, there so. you go. Well, yeah. now there's such a difference though. And what we're looking at here are considered artisanal cheeses okay. versus what I call grocery store or industrial cheese. Okay. And some of that is even questionable. You know, when you see some of these things, you know, like say made by craft cheese slices Ugh. or so, Velveeta or something, it even says they don't even call it cheese they said a cheese food yeah, what enzymes. <laughs> right, yeah it's too. not even really cheese what it's just made from milk and they use some enzymes and stuff like that with it but really yeah um well let's get started hey, cheese. pick a cheese pick hey, cheese any cheese any, any cheese. cheese go ahead rocky go, okay so i want to know why this looks like a melon because right. my first thought was Wow, that's shaped like a melon and looks like a melon okay let's talk about this cheese this was actually comes from the era of louis the 14th at the okay. time, uh, the Duke of, of uh, in, in Holland, Louis XIV said, no more Dutch cheeses. They were, there was a spat between them. So Edam cheese at the time was the big cheese, and people mm-hmm. in Belgium were big fans of that Edam cheese. So uh-huh. Louis XIV had his minister uh, concoct this cheese. Okay. And when you see a coloring like this in it, and you'll even see this in cheddars. So of course, think about what is cheese made from milk. Milk. If you see a yellow cheese, that's coloring. That is not the natural. What? So we're cheese. That's so what this is, this is a uh, South American from the Akioti tree that has these seeds. It's called anato. Okay. And so they'll use this to color this is a natural coloring. So that's why this is orange. But at the time, I mentioned the Duke in Holland, it was the Duke of Orange. So that was Louis XIV snubbing uh, his nose at the Dutch. Oh, you make a good cheese, but we can make a better. Uh, oh my <laughs> that sounds so, a little so Italian. Did they, use, did they use coloring for this or no? Yes, the annatto seed, not any artificial. It's a natural coloring. Oh, okay. okay. So Got you'll it. see some of that in cheddars. And in fact, there's an English cheese, a Red Leicester, that because cheddar was from south, uh, southwest London, uh-huh. And Leicester was up kind of in central London, I mean, uh, central England, that they used the coloring in there to differentiate because they were both made in the cheddaring style to differentiate what was the re- the Leicester versus a regular cheddar. So how did they, because I'm reading over this document that you sent earlier, mm-hmm. uh, which thank you for doing that, by the yeah. way, because I'll yeah. tell you what, uh, Rocky and I, Rocky, we yeah. just got a crash course in yep. cheese here. <laughs> And, you know, you talk about the different cheese types. There's 750 different cheeses in just in Britain. And that's exactly. So when we were talking about the different varieties of grapes, I'm, I tried to draw in that document a comparison between why wine and cheese are, there's so many misgivings about there and people mm. are just stymied by the information. That mm-hmm. was just one of the things that, you know, there's so many, I mentioned 10,000 varieties and hybrids of the grapes, but with the cheese, there's 750 in, in the UK alone. Wow. And it's undocumented how many there are in France. Because some of these, this is a very ancient food. Mm-hmm. This goes back right. to pre-Roman times. You know, wow. a lot of this stuff. Because I see in this document here up to a thousand in France and yeah. Wisconsin, right here in the states, is more yes. than six hundred varieties. Right. I mean, see, and Rocky doesn't know anything about that because he just sticks with his Velveeta. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not a cheese. <laughs> cheese food. But, but just, for our podcast people, yeah, yeah, you're so funny. <laughs> just hang on to your day job. So <laughs> this <laughs> this cheese that we were talking about here, this is called a mimolette. Okay. And what this is, again, Louis XIV 
sent out this edict that we must make this cheese. And tell it's them, in the shape of a cannonball. Tell them what it looks like. <gasps> okay, so I'll, there's two different uh, skins, if you will, on this. The rinds. This is a young mimolette. It's not aged. Okay. This one is aged, but the and also uh, what they'll do with this, cool, if you right, notice, right? Yeah. The, well, the people on TikTok will see that, but mm-hmm. you see all the little holes in that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what they do mm-hmm. is they brush it with cheese mites, and the mites will burrow in and give air to the paste inside. What? So uh, okay, so do we eat that? that? Oh, yeah. I we mean, but it's, it's a really hard rind. So what okay. I do with, like, with, with Parmesan and things like that that have a really hard rind, uh-huh. cut them off, save them, and use them in stews and stuff like that to uh, add flavoring. Say- yeah, oh, and soups goodness. and all that. And it actually, you know, it'll soften up. Because like a Parmesan typically will age from three to five years. Really? Now, let me talk about that, too, for a second. When we're talking a minute ago about the protected... Um, origin the uh, yeah the area mm-hmm. that it comes from like a parmesan yeah in a way so it's like champagne you can't call it champagne if it unless it comes from this france. region in france that's a right. specific region in france yeah has to be called sparkling wine and that's so shrinking by parmesan the parmesan yeah. is actually parmigiano reggiano versus the p-a-r-m-e-s-a-n parmesan which is to get around, if you will, the copyright of the food, the protected area, they have to name it something completely different. It has nothing to do with real Parmesan. Okay, Scam I did artists. not know that. Me neither. Yeah, total. Okay, so total I, different that's a, that, that's a, I'm mind blown now. We're How going to cheese one. Well, that's go ahead. Right. And cut <laughs> it off. So what we're going to do on this first? Let me just uh, pass. Oh, thank you. Pass a oh wow, look at that around. fancy so little knife. Okay, this so that's is, how you use that thing. This is what's known as a mimolet june, which is Nutcrackers on these. We'll talk no about that in yet. a second. Okay. No, no cracker, no, Rocky. Soft, Rocky, put soft those crackers cheese. away. Uh, <laughs> you don't have hot dogs? That's right. Mustard. Can you so melt this and put it this on my is, cheeseburger? Yeah, you definitely can on this one. So this is a young mimolette. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. That's really good. Cheese and wine. How long is it aged? Like, this one's not not very long, less than a year on that one. And the other one with the mm-hmm. big rind? This one will get at least 18 months to... Uh, several what? years. That so, is so good. Look at the difference in how to how that thing peels off when I do it. This one's hard. Okay, so it's harder, um, and it's also a little bit more crumbly. Yes. Part of that, what we're dealing with here is moisture. Okay. Salt is one. It is, is an ingredient in all cheeses. Okay. Because it's used to drive moisture out of the cheese. I so, see. And that, that brings up another subject about, too, excuse the mess there. Um is this good for my cholesterol? Well, actually, so a lot of people talk about, you know, oh, I can't have cheese. You know, I'm lactose intolerant. Well, the aged cheeses do not have lactose. The whole thing about the early process mm. of making Thank cheeses you. is it converts in the fermentation, the early stages of it, converts lactose to lactic acid. Okay. So it starts, you know, feeding on the bacteria that are in there. But so the reason this looks, in, in fact, even if you hold it to the light, you can actually see salt. Oh, yeah, I see it. In there. See um, that Rocky? So oh, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky ate is, You're going to have to give Rocky another <laughs> no, it's okay. one. I'll, oh, my God. I'll take your <laughs> this word This is it. so delicious. It really is. And, it's and like, so that's the same cheese. It wow. looks, one it is aged and one the is wine. not. Yeah, like you look at it and you just don't. You. That's a, that is another thing about cheese is you look at it and you think, that might not taste good, but man, Do like, a, like a, Rich said, I haven't had a cheese I haven't liked. No. So, Do you have a place that you go to here in Dallas to go get those? Any more. Um, Central Market, any more Central Market, and uh, let me kind of turn this thing around. Yeah, because I'm facing his, in. his mic. Yeah. 
He's got to fix his mic. There we go. Um, Central Market and Whole Foods are kind of the go-to places. I'll say this, too. You know, with the pandemic and even before that, um, in the past administration, there was um, tariffs levied in uh, response to the Airbus contract in France. And tariffs were levied as a a, uh, marketing and negotiation tool. So a lot of cheeses became quite expensive to get over here. So the availability of cheeses now... And especially, of course, with the supply chain stuff going on now, the ability to acquire these has become a lot more difficult. Really? Yeah. When you buy um, a cheese that's been aged like that, mm-hmm. how long is the shelf life? Uh, if kept well, they can last for a while. So when you see, there's another thing to talk about that. When you see an expiration date on artisanal yeah. cheeses like that, that's not saying the cheese is not going to be good after this. That's saying that this is time to where if you eat this, by this point in time, you're eating it at its very peak. Wow. Oh. That's pretty cool. Wait, okay. So, is that like that with all expiration dates? No. Mm. Probably not. Because I, I saw, you know, y'all saw that special where it's like they say bread can go like 10 more days, milk yeah, can go a few more days. I think, like, I, I think yeah. it's a marketing thing. I think they're trying to sell more, more bread. More product. Well, yeah, sure. I put my bread in the refrigerator and asked, it lasts twice as long. Oh, yeah. That isn't. I mean. Little hack yeah. there, yep. Yeah. Well, with yeah. that, it's all about moisture when you get to the bread, too. Is uh, it? Yeah, because I mean, if you know, if it uh, dries out, then the bread's just no good. No good. And, you know, it doesn't mean it's bad. No, but it's just now. Okay, this sounds it's probably a big question, but how is cheese made, though? I mean, is there a way to actually simplify that? Yeah, there's all kinds of different uh, techniques. While we try use, another one, I want to so try another one. If you think one. of the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so um, good. So if you think of the old rhyme of Little Miss Tuffet set on or Little Miss Muffet set on her Tuffet eating her curds and whey. Okay. And so curds mm-hmm. and whey, basically that's the initial process in making a cheese. They separate those. The curds and what they do is they put in an enzyme. And this is one of those things, kind of an equation again. There's so many parallels between wine and cheese. And so on on my notes on there I put it's it's alchemy in both cases. In the case of wine, you're taking a solid, a grape. And converting it into a liquid. Right. In the case of cheese, you're taking a liquid milk and turning it into a solid. Wow. And so what they do is they use enzymes. And just like in wine, you know, you'd use a yeast for that. Uh-huh. In this case, you use certain what's called rennet that will cause the liquids to separate from the solids. So I that's looked the first step. Well, and I was started. I started to look up how to make my own blue cheese at the house. Oh. And it just got way too complicated. And I was like, okay. You know, I think blues I'm better off the, hot dogs. Yeah, the blues are at quite the end of the spectrum there. Um, Can I just say this smells delicious? Oh, my mm. goodness. It smells so good. And right, I'm glad you're doing it. that because that's the same thing that we're talking about with uh, wine. You know, is the, yeah, smell it, bring all You have to smell it. In. That's mm. another thing, friends. When you mm. taste wine, smell it first. Well, now, what are we eating here? Same I'll with cheese. You. This is oh, an Italian semi-firm, Quadrulo di Bufala. What this mm. is, this is made from buffalo milk. What? Water buffalo. Oh. Really? The Italians at one point thought they wanted to kind of get into the rice. <laughs> There's amazing. a huge fatality rate for the guys. That... <laughs> um, they thought they would like wanted to get into rice production cheese. for a while. Well, that failed dismally in Italy. So, But the water buffalo were still around. So going, well, let's make some cheese out of yeah, that milk. I saw them nursing. Mm. I've had all that? kinds yeah, of weird so cheeses. There's, uh, I'll have another one of those. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Oh there's cheese. So I've had good. cheese made from camel's milk before. There's uh, there's camel's a Norwegian milk. cheese made from reindeer. Do they have like a herd of water buffalo? Is oh, that... yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But these are all, in fact, this cheese is actually a farmstead cheese, which means that the animals are actually raised um, on the farm. This isn't just where they buy the milk. It's not like a commercial, mm-hmm. you know, assembly line mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Now, there are places in Italy, Rich, like we were we were in Italy, and you, you can go to people's homes, and they have these families that have had recipes and vineyards in the oh, yard. Yeah. And it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. And they make the food for you. And it's like a restaurant operating out of their home. Are you serious? It's really cool on the hillsides of Italy. And I'm sure it's that way all over the place. Do they have like tables and stuff set up? Yeah. And the family came out and brought the food to us. I mean, it was really cool. Yeah. Guys, this like melts in your mouth. That cheese. It literally does. Literally melts in your mouth. So it's, um, I can't really explain it. Like, okay, so what are the, what are the nodes, I guess? Is it nodes? The crunchy things. buds or what am I, what am I What are the flavors? Here? Like wine, you know, there's, yeah. there's the, we, the fruits you and know, the different, I mean, there's different ones. That's like, it's subjective. It's what everybody, uh, and they kind of interpret it different. You know okay. I mean? You know, my, the rods and, and all in my eyes, I've seen different colors when I look at something than you would. Okay. You know, I would see a certain red, you'd see a certain red. This the same tastes thing so buttery. Buds. It's buttery well, and nutty, I think. So I, I there's, they, they say that, you know, this is very old science and has long since been debunked that you taste at certain regions of your tongue that you taste different things. Like sweet is cow. It's up front that in the middle you taste sheep and in the back you taste goat. That's debunked, mm. but there's there's something to that because you actually have taste buds. Most people think of that on your tongue. Mm. It actually goes down your throat, goes up into your nasal cavity. You have taste buds back in there. Really? Um, I yeah. did not know that. Me neither. That's also why Gosh, you smell like a, wine, you know, yeah. the way that you do. And I always, you know, I've always heard and I've always practiced myself, you know, when you take a sip of wine, don't do it closed mouth. Breathe through. Mm-hmm. Open mouth and breathe in through your mouth and your nose at the same time so that you get all of that aroma really? on those taste okay. buds all up and down your throat. For the rednecks head. out yes. there like me, when I was at a, a fancy restaurant with a date one time and the and the waitress was so kind, she she poured a little bit of wine in the in the glass and handed it to me and I thought I was supposed to, I didn't know what, <laughs> but she goes, take it, smell it, just in, inhale it. Uh-huh. And then take a little sip and then approve it for the rest of the table. Well, I just did that. Oh, and the, the wine, thing. I mean, Brandy, the wine tastes a little different, does it not? Oh, after I, you did that. Yeah, it tastes, I don't know, I guess I get more. I know what you mean. You follow me? Yeah. You get more flavors, I guess. Something. Do you know why they yeah. have you smell the wine like that? No. Why? It's to make sure the wine has not been corked. Because what that can mean is a couple of things. One is... That it's been exposed to oxygen. The cork was not uh, properly put in. The other thing is mm. that there are bacteria that can exist on the cork. If the if the things are not corked in sanitary conditions, then that enzyme can get in there. Even if the bottle is corked properly, the cork itself was tainted. So the wine gets tainted. That's why you smell it to see if, if a wine has been we, corked. We, we what were does at, that smell like? We were at Three Forks, and they bought a $25,000 bottle of wine. The table next to us oh. bought a $25,000 bottle of wine, and it was bad. Oh, yeah. It happens. And oh, I'm like, dude, God. who's going to eat that? And he goes, we actually have insurance for yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's really not kidding? that uncommon. What? Yeah. For, going, first for, of all, you're an idiot for buying a twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, no, not necessarily. Yeah. If you got it, but what about from know. a restaurant? That was my thing. I feel like restaurant. I mean, certain restaurants I think that understand wine, and uh, maybe that's like all they sell. Maybe I would be 
I feel like I'd be more comfortable buying it from like a winery directly or like, the source oh, directly. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That That's menage a trois okay. wine. Hey. <laughs> Shut up. Menage a trois. What are your thoughts on that? Have you bought a really good bottle of wine from the store that we're missing out on? Yeah. From the store? Oh, there's all kinds of good ones. Um yeah, Total Wine has Well, everything. where do you go to, in Dallas to buy your wine? Well, that's kind of back to the question about the cheese, too. Sorry, we didn't yeah. completely answer that. Oh, yeah. Um, there is a cheese specialty store here in town, Scardello's, okay. but they were competition to my good friend that owned Molto Formaggio. He, he was the first uh, cheese store that did this kind of stuff. I was actually his first customer. Really? Uh, what? Yeah. How about that? I mean, they opened the doors, and there I was. So, there yeah, we've been oh best gosh. friends. Blake, best friends. Blake was camping out. Like I can't when, was, when was that? Waiting for like Rolling Stones tickets the night before in a sleeping bag. I'm know. going to see them next week. Ah, uh, good. He's, he's 80, 84 years old. Yeah. You know, and Big from Jagger. what I hear, I hear good reviews about it, too. Dude. I'm hearing that you know he's still spry and bouncing around the stage. Like, like a does. fine wine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Hey, we're we're on to the next cheese. Yeah, here. we are. Okay, so okay. what do you got here? For so this is Blake? a Vermont cheese. This like is Harbison from yeah, Greensboro, like... Vermont. Okay, this is Thank a good you. American cheese. So you know, we a lot of the cheeses are old world. Um, you put this on a cracker. Saying, yes, because so this is back to Rocky's Thank point you. earlier, trying to uh, present a cracker for a hard or semi-hard cheese. I only advise using first of all totally non-flavored <laughs> neutral. Crackers. Do not get peppered. Do not get sesame. Don't do anything. Oh, that's great tip. Cheese. Great tip. Okay, I love so that. so my buffalo pretzel things that I get, <laughs> you're probably saying no. that that's probably it's not. ruining the look, flavors of everything. Look, yeah, you know competing. what I do? Rich I put, and I just looked at each other after we just I don't know licked the top of this. And it's <laughs> amazing. I can't believe how good that. T- I've never tasted anything like that. Is that not delicious? It's cheese and crackers, dude. So this one we were talking about. That's Ryan's. crazy. It is crazy. It's cr- it's so creamy. Oh, it's so good. This is a brie style. Mm. And so when you see a ripened cheese, what they'll do with this, you, when you see this, what's called a bloomy rind, you see it's kind of this salt, little soft, fuzzy white yep, yep, that yep. you'll see on brie's and such. What they do is they brush it with a penicillin bacteria. Penicillium combiberti is what this one is, and it causes the mold to grow on the outside. And so they'll do different things to the rind because it's all about what they call the paste, the inside of it is going to do. So in this case, it causes the thing to ripen from the outside in. So it's part of what makes it soft like that. And of course, this will never age. You don't ever have an aged soft cheese like that. Um, Are you kidding? Really? The outside looks like an aged leather strap. What is that? Yeah. That's again. Oh, so I've got to tell you. So we were talking about rinds. This is actually a a spruce rind bark that's, when I say farmstead, the cattle and all, all the animals are raised there and the whole milked in the morning. Jesus process there. These spruce trees are grown on their property. Mm. So, can I make Rich another cracker? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, please, um, Rocky. It is so good. Okay, so I have a question about brie. Right. Because, Lots you know, we there. do feed food pairings on our show. I don't talk about brie anymore. We dated for a while, and she... <laughs> Bree's a bitch. Forget about her. <laughs> Bree's a bitch. But I gotta... So, um, you she know... She was soft on the inside, too. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky broke my cracker. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay. you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, no, you're not talking to me. All right, Blake, so I got a question. I When we do our food pairings with the wines on our show, um, my husband will put like a uh, fruit compote or a fruit, something sweet on top of the brie, bake the brie. Mm-hmm, so it's yeah. like all hot and runny. And then uh, we use these crackers. Mm-hmm. And so 
Are are you okay with that? Is that what we should be doing? Should we put putting it on the side? You'll see a lot of a lot of that in Europe. You know that they'll serve a certain type of cheese with some sort of a fruit compound. Okay, okay. I'm not a big fan of that myself. To me, that's an abstraction on a cheese board should be a cheese board. And okay. I, I think I even mentioned it in those notes. What about like there, figs and other things right, that you okay, eat with so cheese? Because I, I, okay, I love figs. Me too. So, God, okay, I, I was going to, I didn't finish what I was saying about my buffalo uh, pretzel oh, things that okay. I get, right? Okay, so I put, I get a buffalo uh, pretzel thing, one of the thin. This is going to um, be rich. Yep. Then I put like a jalapeno jelly on it. And I'll get a cheese and maybe a meat. Little sophistication for your buffalo oh, cheese. Oh my goodness, it's <laughs> rocky. See, you eat like me though. I'll for literally, I'll have like cut a meat, a salami, or yes. some cheese, yes. and I might, I'll put it on a cracker. Maybe find some like really good hot mustard yes. or a good jelly. Yes. So we eat, and I munch like that. So I need the good stuff. I, I need to, to know if we're doing it right. I like all of the flavors that yes. are that are all encompassing with my little. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo pretzel thing. That's kind of cool. So, what do you taste the most when you eat those? The buffalo, the cracker, no, or the so, other um, The whole thing comes together. Okay. So, what I like to do is like try different pairings, right? Like mm-hmm. different things with it. Like, so sometimes I'll do like a fig, like you said, fig, right? Yeah, so, so I love fig. Me too. Yeah. And so I'll just try a bunch of different combinations together. To be honest with you, and Rocky, you'd be so surprised. It opens up your entire world of just. You know, fruits and cheeses and how it goes with wine. And it's like you said, like to me, I'm with you. You know, my dad was a truck driver. I'm, I'm not sophisticated by any stretch of the imagination. But when it comes to cheeses and wines and stuff, I say it, go all in, try everything. Right. Well, it's like anything, you know, when we're talking about accounting for taste, you know, it's your taste and you came by them yeah. along the road that you came by them. And right. Now, but at the same time, you know, be willing to elevate your taste. You know, some mm-hmm. people get mm-hmm. stuck in the Velveeta cheese, but he's the grocery store cheese. That's okay, so I'm, I'm and, way past that. And so <laughs> being being uh, willing to elevate both your knowledge and your experiences, so this is just one of my new faves and every, oh, everybody man, I turn it on to. And that's a Vermont it. cheese. Yeah, it's a, a U.S. cheese. One of my so favorite good. states. Like, we were in Paris. It's not one of his favorite states. I love Vermont. Vermont, I love I, you. I've actually been to Vermont and I love it too. Burlington, Vermont. I've been to Maine too. Maine is amazing. Walking down the street or the cobblestones road in France in Paris. In Vermont. And we walked past (laughs) this uh this cheese place and I was really young. Fromager. But yeah, Yeah. fromager. And it was so stinky. And there was Mm, there was I I could see the oh yeah, it's magic. But there was mold all over the cheese and Mm, I've never been exposed to that. And you know, I put in those notes in there too, you know, mold is actually a sign that the cheese is in a very healthy state. So when you see mold on your cheese in a refrigerator, yeah, just Take that little top part off. Which is you know, why blue cheese is so good. Well, oh, now let's talk it. about blue cheese. I did not bring a blue, but when you're talking about making... crumbles. Oh, man. When you're talking about making your own blue cheese. So Roquefort was really the first blue cheese. And there are, there are caves, and I put that also as a parallel between wine and cheese. You know, they're uh-huh. both aged in caves. Now, a lot of them are industrial, underground, you know, kind of things, but they're still considered caves. But the original Roquefort cheese... You know, there's all kinds of mythology about how that was first discovered, but mm-hmm. somehow there is a mold that is only particular to that particular cave that inhabited the cheese and just gave it this beautiful flavor. I want to know the first how person cool to that? try it. 
Yeah. And it's and, like anything, you know, I mean, all the cavemen back yeah. in the day, you know, you yeah. find these guys, okay, this mushroom's good. This one will kill you. I would have <laughs> been like, hey, Rocky, Rocky, <laughs> try this. Please try this. <laughs> Look at what I found. <laughs> Why are you hunting? So, you got cheese in here. How did it, how did it, I mean, that, that's a complex process. I'd yeah, be really curious is. to know how it started. Well, and so when you're talking about making your own blue cheese, what they'll do now, and I, I've thought about actually doing a blue bringing it but there's you'll see next blue cheese you get when you get a wedge look and see that there are these vertical little strings of blue and blue green in there yep so what they do is they actually take it's it's another penicillin it's penicillium roqueforti there's a specific bacteria that's named after that cave and they'll take that, and they grow cultures of it, and they inject it with needles down into the, the Oh, paste. so they have to do oh. it manually. Yes. Can so you buy you that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Texas? Yes. Like I a, would imagine. Like I mean, a kit? I'm not, I, I've never done it. I don't know specifically, well, but I would imagine. But yeah, so when next crazy. time you get a wedge of blue cheese, you'll see those little spike marks down in there where they inject it with the penicillin, and it just spreads and gives it that flavor. When they do it, is it in a big wheel like a, a, a like usually a regular... all these are done in molds of some sort um like you know this one that we looked at here uh-huh. you know that's done in kind of sometimes you know plastic molds and they'll they'll dry them on racks um for a particular period of time most okay. cheeses are done in molds now. really yeah. like this was from a wheel i suppose like a great yes big... it was but it was also done in a in a mold mm-hmm. so i visited uh, parmigiano reggiano factories many times and they'll actually the government has say in that there's a government inspector that comes out with this little rubber hammer and taps it to make sure there's not voids in there I bet that the cheese was done head case wow. could you like imagine uh, yeah i mean just even hearing you know it's like oh no this cheese is no good are you kidding oh, that's a me? Cheese. It's not good. <laughs> Are you? Is oh my god! And I so what they'll do? This. They can't sell it um, commercially like that. So they'll actually, you know, restaurants, local restaurants, yeah. will still use it. But so it's this not bad. is done. No, 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 not at all. But it's just not up to standard. It's not oh. perfect. Um, so they'll take these when they get these out. Oh, it's fantastic to watch this. this. No, I can't. I Randy, mean, are, is this- I- are you, uh, hey, I'm learning no, so much. Seriously, I'm if you even. if you have an application, if someone's needing a guy like that, I know a guy right sitting at this table. His name is Richard. Who would yeah. love to have <laughs> your job? Yeah. Wow. Your cheese is no good. It stinks. I don't even know what you. Uh, what do you do? I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made cheese before? <laughs> so when they make the French accent, <laughs> jump the tracks. The uh, they make this. I mean, so the morning milk will come in, and they have these huge vats. You know, probably. Diameter of this table. What's here. a vat? Uh, the, just the vats that where all the milk comes in, and it's it's copper lined on the inside, okay. and stainless on the out. Okay. And there's these giant wheels that turn around. These kind of ladle spinning wheels in there mm-hmm. that'll churn all this stuff. They add the enzyme, and all of the way the liquid starts separating from it. And at some point, then they'll drain that way off, but not before they put cheesecloth in, and they get two guys at either end of this giant stick. And pull the thing up in the two, they'll cut it, first of all, with like this giant machete. And they'll pull wow. it up into these two sources of these um, uh, cheesecloth. What? Then they'll take it as it's still draining and everything. They'll let it sit there for about 30 minutes or so and as it drains all the moisture out. Uh-huh. Then they'll take like this wooden base to it, this plastic mold that, you know, has kind of an expansion to it. 
They'll put that in there. They'll put another weighted thing up on top of it, weighted piece of wood. Okay. So that's the mold. Because they put the weighted weight on there because otherwise it would expand out? Yeah. I I see. I see. Ah. And so they'll do this and let it dry for a little bit. Then the inspector comes and starts listening to the cheese, and they wrap it with Is it refrigerated? Uh, No. It'll actually dry on – it's cool. Again, the cave's – idea of it it's but it's not refrigerated right well, then what they'll do low 70s no lower than that probably but yeah. then they'll take it these wheels uh actually the the government guy comes later but they'll they'll douse these things in brine and they won't get rid of the brine either i mean this brine is used for years and it's what? kind of this magic sauce you know it's it's kind is this of on like, youtube that's the- it probably is yeah go look up how parmesan is made Okay. Oh, it's wow. fascinating. So um, that so what we're about to try? Are we about to try? All right, let's that move one? on to another one because I I need some more. Me my too. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I've got on Brandy's this one? This one watering over here. It so is. talking I'm, about the mold on this one, the cheese mold, not mold like the bacteria mold, but you know uh-huh. something you pour stuff into. That's this particular one you were asking about this rind. So this one's an interesting one. Sometimes okay. I'll shave okay. this one off. Uh-huh. This is a wax rind, but it's an edible wax. The USDA will not let any cheese be sold in the U.S. that is not edible. What? I mean, any well, rind, a rind, rind that's not edible. Okay, so, so manchego. Oh. When you get a manchego okay, so cheese, our, it's the same thing. So our so government's any, working for us. This so any time. cheese with a rind on it can be eaten. Yes, by okay. the USDA the US standards. Good. Yeah. Yes, okay, and so what good. we've got. We go government with these. This, you. if you look at the patterning on this, this is. The molds on these are mimicking these old weaved baskets from way back when, which is how they made the molds back then. What? The authentic, yeah, woven baskets. And it's edible? This is so good. (laughs) So this is one of my daily favorites. This is a petite bosque. This is a sheep's milk cheese. What's your cholesterol? It's it's. Adequate, yeah. Yours is? Right, yeah. Did you really yeah. just ask him that question? Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 because, no, it's pertinent. It's pertinent. No, it yeah. is. It is. It's because but mine you're is talking high. artisanal oh, cheese, though. Oh. This is like a perfect I had to slow food. down on cheese. Not necessarily. You got Don't eat crap cheese. Eat the good stuff. Yeah. You know? I think that. Oh. Okay. Mm. I'm but this I'm one, so this is uh, this is Bosque country. So I think this Rocky was, just did something illegal, though. Wait a minute. He literally just he paired... made a sandwich out of his two cheeses. Wait, he had two cheeses. Magnifique. Okay, okay, I give up. I think he just committed a sin. This is beyond. Dude, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you is... what Blake's gonna say. He's gonna say, "Hey, man, it just enjoy it." Look, this no, is beyond legal. It. That's exactly is, well. Am see, I right? the fact that Rocky has morals? that forked tongue, you know, he can taste both sides of it at one time. Oh, come on, oh, man! Gosh. He did have his tongue split. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Oh my gosh, this is so. This so is from good. the Basque country, which Basque was originally one of the regions of Spain before Spain was Spain, and still they have their own language. And they southern or on, northern or well, it's 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 northern. It's up by Bilbao and San Sebastian. Okay, and going up to Biarritz up in France, so they don't consider themselves Spanish or French. That's just arbitrary borders to them. Gosh, this Blake, is have you ever countries. left the county? Jeez. Okay, the what, what I what I understood from your printout was that one of the reasons that cheese became a, a staple is because it travels well. Yes, and 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 I'm guessing that's I mean people were so kind of vagrant back then. You know, we kind of people were migrant, all, migrant big time. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, there were some vagrants in there too. But. What a fascinating 
I didn't know that about cheese. And that's, I didn't either. That's so it's transportable okay, is the word so, you're looking for. Okay. And you were talking ancient times. It's nutrition that's transportable over mountain ranges, over but long But we refrigerate it, though. Okay, but I have a question, though. Are people – so people who are who can't afford – so I assume there are, I guess, just as in America, there are people who can't afford really good cheese. But <laughs> if I'm in France or Spain or wherever – Netherlands or wherever oh, I'm yeah. at – and I want to eat a good cheese. Is it's it everywhere. expensive to me? No, no, no. Okay. And, you know, even in the U.S., think about, you know, a good pair of shoes. I've got a pair of Bali shoes that I bought in the early 80s, and those things are still fantastic. <laughs> so it's all about value. <laughs> you Lord, know? my Brooks only last like yeah. four months. That's you wear I'm those saying. with your Sansa belts? <laughs> <laughs> and my bell bottoms, yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So we're talking shoes. about value with some of that, you know. So yeah. something, right. you know, you're getting real stuff here. And, yes. you know, That's Brandy right. said something a minute ago, and I'm not sure if you were quoting me or not, but. When drinking a wine, you know, there's how many wines have you gotten to the bottom of a bottle or a glass, you know, depending mm-hmm. upon your capacity? Uh, more than I um, admit. That, you know, you just kind of go, oh, you know, I, I think I just downed that whole bottle and I didn't even really taste it. Yeah. Versus yeah. versus some of those bottles that, as I say, just sucks your face into the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And every sip commands your attention. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what cheeses do. That's like, what you want. So, yes. so that's every what makes cheese, it. And I think that's yes. what brings people together. We talk about how wine brings people together mm-hmm. because yep. there's conversation about it. Yeah. There's what are you tasting? What are you smelling? And that was the whole thing. When I started my podcast, I said, I want it like two friends sitting around yeah. having some wine and just talking some crime, right? Because it's what brings people together. Conversation, mm-hmm. wine. I mean, Alcohol has brought people together. I mean, when we talk about wine, we could go on this forever. Yes. Just wine that was made for the slaves. You know, they still mm-hmm. wanted to give wine to their slaves. So really? they made it using, I do believe, the rinds of the grapes, right? Because it wasn't as fancy as actually using the actual grape. Like ham hocks. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> a, it's like a whole wow. history of love and even people that could afford it and drink the good stuff they still wanted the people who worked for them and were a part of their lives to have some of the good stuff well and and that's so the concept of soul food soul yes. food was all kind of the leftovers of the the lesser cuts of meat and all of Are that you back serious? Then. that's what soul yes. food was yeah. you know what i always believe that you know food and and wine and even beer rocky like it, it's it's a way to like you said, bring people together. But if you're the one making it, like right now, you're probably enjoying this because you're serving us. Oh, yeah. Right. And it's yes. a way of serving, right? Like I yeah. love cooking. But th- what, what I like the best, that my favorite part about cooking, I swear to you, is when I give someone else the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Of the food that I cook. Yeah. Like, it's kind of my thing, yeah. right? It's kind it has of, to it's be. My you spend language. more time cooking than we do eating it. That's exactly right. right. Yes. So you put that yeah. love in it. And I t- that's what I told Chris all the time. There's so much yes. love and we gobble it down. Yeah. But you literally stand in this kitchen and put your heart into yes. it. And that's what brings people together. That's what that feeling you get because you've, you know, you've done something for everyone and now everyone gets it. to enjoy it. It's well, per- if, totally yeah. love it. If you think about how many cultural differences there are, political religious, all yeah. of that. There is one universality. We've yes. all got to drink something. We've all got to eat something. And you know what? Food <laughs> is a, uh, what, is it, what do they call it? Food is the universal language. Yes. Yeah. Like it if, I'm, if yeah. I'm giving you food, I like you. Yeah. Forget yeah. math being the universal language. They should have put that on the satellite. You know, if they sent yeah. out the Voyager, they should have put like a, a grilled cheese yeah. sandwich yeah. on the Voyager or something. that class. 
Just know what you're paying for the wine. That's about all the math you need and how much that cheese is. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, right? It's worth it, though. It's so good. Well, what do we got next now? Let's so do this, this fellow next. This is an aged Gouda. So you would normally oh, think Gouda. of Gouda being, aged you know, this little Gouda. waxy red cheese that you see in the grocery store. Well, this uh-huh. is an aged Gouda. Okay. okay. And I okay. couldn't find the one that I was really looking for. But you'll see, again, in this, this is, I think, a six-year. It's at least five, but I think a six. Um, mm. oh, and smell it you first, get the Rocky. crunch out of the salt on this. This is not like any Gouda that you will have tasted before. Mm. Okay. Why do I smell chocolate? And some the one I was looking for chocolate. has this. Totally. I smell it too. Wait a minute. Smell it. This reminds me of chocolate in my wine. I'm smelling chocolate. The, the, the one I was looking for. Maybe a little bit. Has this, because it's a little more orangey with the age has this caramel flavor. You're like, I can't believe I'm eating mm-hmm. cheese. Mm-hmm. There's caramel in this. That is so but good. Okay, you thank you, caramel. Now that mm-hmm. I'm smelling it, so caramel, caramel mm-hmm. chocolate. So mm. that's salt? You mm-hmm. taste it, too. Let me, because let the me, salt remains after the moisture. Hey, is let out. me get another one over there, Blake. Just, but of course. I just want to be. I just want to be sure I tasted what I tasted. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't, my God. Don't trust your senses there, mm-hmm. <laughs> Blake, oh, wow. did you get all this in Dallas? That's amazing. That, yes, I did. What's the name of this cheese? Okay. Uh, this is just an aged Gouda. So how much cheese do you actually have to refrigerate? I refrigerate all of it okay. uh, when I mm-hmm. buy it. However, you know, because I, I'm a daily consumer of cheese, got a little cheese dome there, and I pretty much kill off a wedge a day. Of, really? Uh, Are you I serious? Oh, yes. love oh, I love it. I love you. <laughs> okay. It, but okay. what do you put it on? I mean, do you like... It, do you- there's a little wooden tray. And it's uh, got a little glass dome underneath it. So the thing about it is, I wanted to bring this up earlier when we're talking about wine and cheese comparisons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You asked earlier if you should uh, eat a cheese cold. No. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Before we we started recording. Right. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Me neither. Okay. So before, I think Rocky, he was late. He probably didn't. He wasn't here when I asked these questions. Because he was aggressive. Because he was late. Passive. Because yeah, he was Right. All right. <laughs> <Passive>. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say that word about four more times. Four times yeah, okay. Over. He'll act right. like it's no big deal. No, no, deal. no. It, it really wasn't a big deal. But anyway, so you and I were talking because he was late, right? So before we. I think we were talking <laughs> out of then, general interest. And then it took him yeah. 20 minutes to set up the microphone. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I asked you about cheese being yeah. cold. Yes. Like, so, and you were like, no. Don't do that. So well, think okay, about so, here's that other correlation between wine and cheese. You don't just pop open a bottle of wine and you go, let okay, let's drink it. You know, straight out of the bottle. Yeah, exactly. You let it open up. You Which is why read. I wanted to get her at six, but my, I have to go record after this. Uh-huh. We were going to, I was supposed to record before this and Chris was going to be home, but my intention was to come here and open this bottle 45 minutes before oh, yeah, we, right, before right. we drink it. I broke these cheeses out, but I put them in the little igloo yeah. transport here. Cause I wanted to, you know, maintain, I wanted them to warm up slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I brought these out about one o'clock this afternoon. For oh, are you wow. serious? So you want okay, so a it good is, two to three hours. So we started recording. Two to three hours. Okay, okay. So we started recording at, at about seven thirty. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they've been sitting out that long. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so what will happen, what you want to see, in fact, well, uh, I, I saw it when I opened this up and you can start to see it form around the edges. Even though I've cut it, you can see the butter fat around the edges. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. You can see you the see ring the around it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what happens is- Kind of like is your smoke ring when you're the, smoking meat. 
Yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> Just like that, only that different. Was, yeah. Only that completely not. fell <laughs> off me, and it's not that really. completely fell on deaf ears right there. That, God, that just makes you want to bite it. Yes. It's like a little cantaloupe. Okay. So, yeah, so you want Packing that butter you. fat mm-hmm. to release in that. Okay. And so that, that's just all the, the esters and so all uh, just like in a wine, that's, letting that yeah. stuff release. And just when you see those, that little oil sitting on top. Um, wow. And there was another so thing. So that's what that is. It's oil. It's butter fat. It's fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I, okay so this, Rocky. Now, it's not just because we're eating, but this is my favorite episode. Okay, it is because we're eating cheese. Okay, yeah, and drinking wine. Look at those salt but, crystals. In I mean, you okay, so crystals? it's almost crunch. Okay, so it reminds me of like this is what's so crazy. That cheese tastes. Okay, yeah. I smelt chocolate when he said caramel. I tasted caramel, and then the crunchy reminded me of like a piece of caramel that would have like those rice. crunch rice yep. things uh-huh. in it. I know. I That's exactly it what this tastes like. So I'm it's so good. So Rocky, before he leaves, we need to take a picture of all the wine or all the che- all the labels yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of the cheeses because is that what you were mouthing to me earlier when you, Yes, I, I was. Yeah. Oh, I can't read lips. Look, I was trying to tell Rocky to take pictures take of pictures. it. But anyway, yeah. no, he wasn't. It doesn't he really said, matter. Hey, Rocky, it. it's very important. It's imperative. That, that is not what I said. Yeah. <laughs> He's God, mouthing a, all this. What a tool. <laughs> Eat your cheese. <laughs> Shut up. Blake, sometimes okay. I'm glad I'm the co host. I only have to come here sometimes. Not the real host. God dang this it. This is so good. So it is these, so good. Okay, so do these little crystal things come up? up as the cheese is setting so again the whole point of cheese and all cheese uses salt in the production of it, except for a very fresh cheese uh-huh. um queso fresco if you'll see that in in spanish cheese or mexican, mexican cheese yeah. Oh, yeah um a lot of that's where your, your queso comes from your queso dip if it's a white cheese um interesting that's because but, they say yellow cheese is actually not proper queso is what i've heard well but think has, about it, it should though. be white cheese think about it again what i just is said what really? color is milk yep Mm-hmm. color is milk yeah, and so, so you, if it's a fresh cheese yeah. a queso fresco it's um rocky's one time right. it, his milk was green in his house was it what'd you do to that <laughs> it makes me oh you know but that was saint patrick's day so that's uh, all right thank you blake oh. see oh we could smell it when i walked in the house but anyway <laughs> well that might have been rocky but yeah <laughs> I oh, like it's the oh. seesaw, man. One minute I think you're with me, and next minute I'm getting... Well, the, the joke was there to be had. <laughs> Walked right yeah. into it. it was, I left it up there on the tee. All right, so, you know, you talk in this document here about some myth busters. So yeah. soft... You, let's see. Okay, so soft cheese is very fattening. That's a myth because... Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank that's God. That's not what I was told. <laughs> Hallelujah. You've been lied to. What? Oh. You've been lied to. So cheese is healthy. Oh yeah, it's it's Absolutely. like the, the, the perfect nutritional exactly. food, like what we talked about earlier. About that's why cheese gained such popularity. Yes. It was portable nutrition. I yes. mean, the proteins, mm. the fats in it, and we all know and with these days fats. with ketos and all yep. of that going on keto diet, that you know mm-hmm. carbohydrates are really at the very bottom of what we need. And of course, there's yep. still some sugars involved, but they're very diminished. You know, as I said earlier, you know, lactose is converted to lactic acid, and in an aged cheese like that, mm-hmm. you won't find any lactose in it. Are you kidding me? No, no, it's long. So it's gone. a complete myth. Yeah, you know how some cheese, like if it's not if it's not this kind of stuff, like it makes you feel kind of heavy and heavy. yucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. this yeah. doesn't do that. No, no. It, it, you know, you know what, Rocky? That's funny because I know exactly what you're saying. Like you have that. Like I just ate four slices of gross pizza. Yeah, right. Ooh, yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. 
So uh, I think we, bread is the same way. Like if you eat really well made bread, it doesn't make you have that yucky feeling. Like yeah. if you eat like four pieces of wonder, and you feel like <laughs> yeah. I wonder why I feel yeah. like shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> so that's that thing that we were talking about when you're talking about the soft cheeses. So More moisture is less fat. More is where that's coming from. So in a in a More soft moisture. cheese like that, because something like this, you can see there's just a ton of moisture in that harbison cheese that we're eating right now. So we're going to look at a robiola next. Let's do the robiola. So, so what is this? This robiola is a northern Italian cheese uh, in the Lombardy oh region. Oh, this is so delicious. He just peeled that open. He did. He just, just opens up and just this uh, creaminess spills out gosh, of it. Blake, you're kind of turning me on a little bit. Yes, yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. This is a, uh, a robiola. Get, get the wine away from him. <laughs> Do a latte. Uh, so this is a two milk cheese. This is a uh, cow and sheep. Cow milk and cheese. Wait a minute. Yeah. There's such thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll do all kinds of mixtures. <laughs> I didn't do most of what I brought tonight. I didn't bring any goat cheeses. I brought uh, the water buffalo was a little bit odd. I brought a sheep uh, cheese. Uh-huh. I didn't bring any goats tonight. No goats? We I know that's odd. bad, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there he goes. This is such a good cheese. Okay. So this it is a. This amazing, is, too. Okay. So this. This, this is, is a bloomy rind as well. Okay. So you're putting it on a cracker because it's soft. Yes. And okay. that's again, now we the just only... have a water cracker. This is a basic. Yes. The original Cars water cracker Cars here. Water and it's just. They're the best anyway. Well, there's just no flavor nope, to it. None. Again, you don't want none. it to have a flavor. He, he's he's given so me good. three scoops over I there. Am, hey, give I Rocky am. two. The idea okay. is to just bring the flavor of the cheese out. Why yeah, that's it, it. Why has it got such a hard shell or, or it doesn't really because it's cut in a square and these these cheeses typically are but is that the same thing just exposed to oxygen uh, well this is the same uh, the the bloomy rind yeah. has the the bacteria wash on it the penicillin wash on it which makes it you know grow the mold which is what that is penicillin see the white wash. that's just crazy isn't that to crazy me. i yeah. mean wow and like you said you know the first people who looked at that and said mm, good yeah. you know yeah, I want to meet that guy. Yeah, or all of them. Oh I want to meet the. So I want to meet the person that came, ate oysters for the first time too. <laughs> yeah, that was a dare. Yeah, had to be. <laughs> and Rocky. then after that, he said, "I dare you to tell mm-hmm. people it was good." Yeah. Hey, Rocky, it's an aphrodisiac. Come on, man. Come over here and eat this thing. Okay, so how long have you had a passion for cheese? And tell us. Where that passion has led you today, and what uh, what's your favorite part about your travels with cheese? Well, one uh, one one thing oh your gosh. favorite on your travels. Yeah, I have to know. so I don't know if there's you know, one thing, but um, I was Rich and I were talking earlier. You know, so my love for food it's not just cheese, but just food in general, yes. which is a rather I mean, crazy thing. I've been a vegetarian for thirty two years, so you would find that to be that. an odd. Uh, so okay, so okay, wait that, a minute, wait a minute. He's a, vegeta- he's a okay. vegetarian, not a vegan. You- Vegetarian, but yeah. not a vegan. Right. Okay. okay, so my vegetarians. criteria is if it makes it from point A to point B under its own power, I don't need a bite of it. And I've never seen a wheel of cheese that didn't need a push. Whoa. Oh, wait. You're not have to that say that our, again. That took her a second. <laughs> Rock, Ride with us. Rocky's like, my food poops on your food. He loves <laughs> I'm shocked that you're a vegetarian. Yeah. I think yeah. I know. After, after eating cheese? and it, Well, it kind of, no, you just, 
a, a, a foodie, you would say. Yeah, you think meat and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think, yeah, yeah. heavy. Yeah. But I, so, I love it that that's your conviction and that's what you do. And you're still a foodie. That's oh, yeah. probably a healthy. at that. Well, and, you know, got so many little uh, bifurcations in the highway there. Is um, it about health? Well, let me go back and answer the first question here yeah. with uh, the whole notion of, and I was telling Rich this earlier, you know, when I had exposure to all kinds of cultures as a kid growing up, my dad was in Lions Club and we had exchange students growing up every summer uh-huh. stay with us. And some stayed longer. I went to school. From all over Sigurd the world. Swank, all over the world. That's very cool. Um, in eighth grade, uh, Sigurd Swanker from Austria um, stayed with me, went to school with me for a bit. Oh Our first one was Tova from Norway. I was six years old, fell madly in love with her. Gorgeous woman. In fact, you know, looking at the family photo albums, she stayed with us until Christmas. Just a, a ravishing beauty. And I'm still perplexed at how my mom let this woman live in the house with us. And my poor dad had to suffer through all of that. Going, oh, my. <laughs> We're just friends. <laughs> yeah, just friends. Um, you know what? But every so summer. You, you've traveled. So you've yeah. experienced the world by oh, yeah. that and by traveling. So yes. you're a musician. You're right. By trade. Yes. Uh, so you're a cheese, obviously a cheese connoisseur. You've mm-hmm. been all over the world to visit cheeses. And so you've gotten an education, I mean, in cheese, basically by experiencing the cultures. Truly. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Rocky. I love it. Is that just not the coolest thing? You know, there's a It's great, the way life should be. There's a well, great, it's a curiosity factor. It's a curiosity. You know what? Yeah. They're, exactly they're, what it is. Yeah. And, it, and it helps a, a lot of things on a lot of levels. Mark Twain actually has a quote. And he talks about travel. And the the, uh, the quote is, travel is fatal to pre-justice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. And many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one's little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. That's right. That is yeah. a massive quote. Well, expand your horizons to. There's put two that in rules I have. You have to leave the place you were born, and you have to live alone at least once in your life. Mm. Yeah, you got to find out who you are, and I think those are two big ways you do that. Yeah, truly. Like, what yeah. instrument do you play? What's your literally everything? I was uh, the only gringo in an all Latino band. I toured with an Indian troupe playing sitar. Um, I played. Up. I've written for symphony orchestras, major film scores. So I've literally play every instrument, not all of them well. That is really something. How yeah. cool is that, Rocky? It's really cool. And, 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 you know, when I saw that you had long hair like you do, I thought, well, he's probably not like a corporate executive. He's probably something a little more open-minded like yeah, a musician. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you look like a musician. I think that's awesome. And I love it that you're so into these cheeses. I, I can't even tell you how fascinating this is or how delicious this stuff is. I mean, it's, in, it's, it's, cre- it's opened up my mind about how complex. The, I was dating it a little bit, man. I thought we were going to be eating a bunch of blue cheese. But, but if we were not on the air, like we weren't all talking, we literally would be talking like this. That's anyway. true. Anyway. That's, that's right. right. And that's the beauty of this yeah. for me, at least. To me, we talked about this food, wine, mm-hmm. togetherness, just conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and people, you know, there's people in parts of the world that do this every day. They go oh, in there, yeah. have their favorite port. They have their favorite cheese. They yes. have their favorite wine. And they see their favorite friends. And and that's, to me, what this is about. So, All of it's about. I totally agree. Wait, wait. Brandy, what's your favorite cheese so far? Okay, so. Have we I, had all six yet? We've yeah. had okay, so this is 
Okay, I'm going to say this is number one. Yes. Okay. This um, is the Quadrilla de, de Buffalo. And that's number two. And that's the hardest. But that was really hard because bread. I could probably eat that all the time. Yeah. I could eat them all all the time, yeah. which is Let's why I'm glad you got them then. all in so Dallas and I can go back. I'm going to do that one again. I'm going to have you do this young Mimolette again. Young that's Mimolette. where we started because you okay. didn't know what to expect. This here. is the yellow cheese. So this is the, right. This is the Anato yep. fl- uh, coloring in this. Okay. Which is, it's just a wonderful, it, it, it's not overpowering. You can, right. you can, you can uh, do all kinds of stuff with this cheese. Now, but, here's what I need to do. I need to somehow get my kiddo to like this cheese and not what they've been raised on in craft and everything uh, yeah, else, dude, right? Really? I just love the idea of having a cheese board at a party and being able to talk oh, about it's the, the best. cheeses. Yeah. It's and I, the best. Pretty much every party, it's, it's assumed that you know Blake will show mm-hmm. up with a board full of cheese yeah. labeled and a variety and stuff you've never had And before. everyone needs so, that friend, I Blake. Be, everyone I, I needs that, that friend. Guy. I want to be that guy. Yeah. You know what? Andrea would love this. She would. Totally she love totally this. Would. Yeah, uh, Andrea's Rocky's wife. Yeah, she'd love she's this. a booty man. She can eat me under the table. Mm. She she likes, well, there's uh, a joke in there, but we'll leave that one alone. She likes souffle. <laughs> she's been. We've been going to oh. rise. Lately. She's pregnant, and so she. What? It, yeah, and so she wants Congrats. rye. Thank you. I oh know God. it's kid thirty-seven. <laughs> it's, Rich, yeah. First he had fifty. Now it's down to thirty-seven. Uh, what he does with all? Well, sold him to medical science. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of money in kids if you play your cards right. <laughs> what? Did he just say that? Well, congratulations, Rock. What did we, have you. you have you already announced oh, it on yeah, the show? Yeah, yeah, we announced. Oh, we announced damn, it. I missed that. I don't think we ever did an official announcement, but we may as well do one while we're drinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Cheers to Rock. Yeah, here's yeah. to here's to Andrea, and she's she's due. Cheers to Andrea. In January, yeah. fantastic. She yeah. is due. Oh, in January. Yeah, like really, like right around the corner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm super excited wow. for him. So he's, fantastic. No, he's a great dad. And, you know, Rocky, he does, he volunteers, he does, coaches football and all kinds of stuff. And, yeah, we, we joke around. But, Deep I mean, bow. He's, he's, Thank um, you. Awesome. Yeah, he's a great Hey, you're dad. a great dad, too. We've had this conversation, but you know. Dude, I think dad. it's so fun. I, it's so rewarding to see your kids yeah. win in yeah. sports. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not compete but win. <laughs> no, it's straight up win. It's like yeah, right. we're yeah. we are not we're here to have fun. No, this is not fun. We're, we're winning this game, guys. <laughs> right. You, you want to have fun? Go see a movie. <laughs> it's really fun pressuring my kids to be yeah. everything yeah. I wanted yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. You want to have fun? Have your birthday tomorrow. That's fun. This right here, we're yeah. winning. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make people happy? Sell ice cream. <laughs> I'm a flag hey. football coach. Or or just bring cheese flag like Blake football. over here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even mess with me. Mm. So Blake, good. you show up with this at the party. Everybody's like, who's Blake? Yeah. Who brought the hey, cheese? Guys, can Blake come back next next weekend? Can we have a party at your house? <laughs> yeah. When are we going to your house, Blake? Yeah. Next time. No, this is, this is, this is fantastic. I'm so really good. enjoying this. You know, so... There are all these different misconceptions of cheese, you know, yeah. for sure. You know, and so what do you, what's your biggest advice to people on the type of cheese to get if they've never really done this? Where do they start? Okay. Well, I would say go to a cheese counter at an established store, like I say, Whole Foods and Central Market. Um, t- 
typically a good cheese store. So my friend Michael and Scardellos does the same thing. Or if you push them on it, I guess this practice has gone away a little bit. But Michael used to have this thing of, on the billboard up there it says purchasing cheese is not required. Tasting it is. So they would mm. always give you a slice of, you know, whatever was, you know, in the counter. You know, this just came in. Taste this. Taste this. Mm. I mean, it's an education right there at the counter. I mean, and really, it's That's because you cool. have, well, Rocky, think about this. You have 10,000, you know, taste receptors in your tongue, right? 10,000. Yeah, in your system. Yeah. In your system. Or, or I'm saying on your tongue, but, you know, he just educated us on that. But <laughs> in your system, right? So, yeah. I mean, think about it. You have to taste to know mm-hmm. what you like. Well, it's just like um, my friend over in Ovilla who has his winery, he says, and just like where I was in Lubbock at English Newsome Cellars, they're, they're, they want to bring people in to taste the wine and tell them how it tastes. Because if they aren't enjoying it and tasting it and loving it, then it doesn't matter what they're producing, right? Same right. with the cheese. Have a slice. You know, you don't have to buy it, but you want people to... To taste it, and once you do, though, it's it's an your soul. Oh, you are sold. It's a it, way to sell it. It's just the easy you, way to sell it. Let them taste it. No, can you freeze cheese? Like, let's just say, oh. no. You, wait, no. he said no, 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 no. no it no, changes no. the molecular bad. structure. Of that's it. bad. Well, okay, that's bad. What? Tell me about. We're going to do an experiment here too. So. Tell me about the, <gasps> the leaves. Don't oh, don't eat they, yet. Okay, I won't put that down. The leaves that they use to. Wrap certain cheeses. Certain cheeses. So that usually they'll do like there's a Santo that they'll do that with. They'll impart a certain flavor. Oh God, there was this one that I had. Oh, here's another. Uh, the uh, Italy. They've opened up. They've got a pretty good cheese counter. In fact, one of the girls over there. Oh my gosh, Italy right over here at North. Park it's all Mall. Ita- yeah. It's all Italian cheeses. Don't eat this yet. We're going to do an experiment. Okay, so here, um, Italy. He's referring to a place called Italy. Now they have a few locations: uh, Chicago, New York, New York, Vegas. Italy. Mi- Milan was the first. Okay, Milan. Yeah, and then here in Dallas. Yes, and I tell you what, that place, Rocky amazing but it's all italian cheese it's real but it's it's real like you get real um pasta it's sitting real pasta, the salami not yes. wrapped yeah. you can see no. the mold i mean it looks like a french cheese yes. room there was it's, a place in addison amazing. that used to be like that you could see them make the pasta and actually right before mm. um they That's would pretty cool. serve it to you it would come it out of the machine so yeah Wow. Good stuff. Okay, so we're so not the, eating uh, this cheese not yet. yet not we're going to okay. do an experiment with this. Oh, we're going to do uh, an but, experiment. Uh, Rocky asked about leaves. So there was this one that was uh, presented to me wrapped in chestnut leaves, and it was a hard cheese, a semi-hard cheese. Okay. God, this was just delicious. what are chestnut leaves like? The well, literally the leaves. I um, mean, wrapped instead of you know wrapped in a rind or something oh. like that. You know, it's actually you know a harder cheese that didn't have any particular rind, the natural rind, you would call it, okay. but then wrapped in these uh, leaves. So there's another cheese when we're talking about, you know, when I gave you that document on this and, you know, feel free to put that online as, you know, part of the podcast well, and all this. Well, oh, we absolutely will. Um, because there's other stuff that you can do. You can brush it. We didn't even talk about, I didn't even bring a washed rind cheese, but that's like washed in uh, various things, beer. The monks did a lot of this back and we're talking back way in the day, you know, and, yeah, mm-hmm. in the dark ages and stuff. The monks were huge progenitors of cheese. Really? Yeah. So they enormous. just literally sat around and drank and ate cheese. That's what they did. What a uh, life. So no wonder you worship Jesus with something like that. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, I, we're God a lot of other things too. Yeah. No problem. Uh, I knew I was in good company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, um, but so 
they do. So the, the washed cheeses, washed rind cheeses tend to be your stinky cheeses because mm. you like brush mm. it with wine or you drink it, uh, you, you, with the, the byproduct of champagne or cava or something like you. So you take the distilled part of that and wash your cheese with it. It imparts this heavy, strong flavor into the cheese. The paste is marvelous. The rind, you know, it smells like stinky feet. Um, yes. But stinky cheese. But I like usually, that. Though. Oh, yeah. I, it's I so good. I experienced that. So I went to Hotel St. Germain. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So I had like a, an amazing eight course. So uh-huh. my friends, I used to know the chef at Hotel St. Germain. So we went in, had this amazing dinner, and then the dessert was stinky cheese. Yes. What? Well, and desserts I was so are cheese. I mean, full. I brought it home. And put it in my fridge, and the next day I opened it, Ooh, and it was stinky. like this a locker room. And I and I wasn't <laughs> mature enough. I was like twenty five when this happened. No, I wasn't mm. mature enough to understand the love of the smelly cheese. So I was like, "Oh my god, this cheese is so gross!" And I tossed it right. And I what? know that was shame. I know, but I was very young, did not understand the, what the stinky cheese actually means. But what a crime. It was ripe. It was so that smell, that stinky feet smell. Mm. You can't mistake it, like a dead body. I we talk about that it. on my show. Do you like that, Rocky? <laughs> yeah, I, I I had to get a taste for it. Yeah, you'd have to, and you'd have to have a particular one. Yeah, there's okay. a few I could have put out here on the tray that you'd be like, oh my god, this is so good. Mm. Uh, but back to what we're talking about with the chestnut leaf. So I almost brought one tonight. Um, a friend of mine in Oderzo, which is in the Veneto region of Italy, the the western and north. Uh, Veneto coming from Venice, but it's north of that little village there called Oderzo. Okay. And he not only sells the cheese, but he invents them. So there's this one, and you'll find it. It's it's pretty readily available in the U.S. He's a cheese inventor? Yeah. I want to be that guy. You can kind of see the godfather village. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, okay. So So he he invented this cheese, and you'll find it pretty readily. It's Sotocinare. Al tartufo. So it's got ser. So actually what that means, soto means under, chanare is ash. It means under ash. So this whole wheel is this gray, dusty rind on it. That he's got this special mix of like nutmeg, cinnamon, all these different spices and flavors that he coats the cheese in that imparts it to the paste. But the tartufo... In Italian, that's truffle. So there's mm. truffles all in the paste with this ash underneath. It's just oh extraordinary cheese. Like real truffle. Real truffle. That, real truffle. That does sound like dessert. Oh. Real yes. truffles. And, and again, in so Italy, good. that is the dessert course, is cheese. Yeah, it and, is. And, and it France, is. you know, in, in many European countries, that's the dessert course, yeah. is cheese. What? So, yeah. Well, okay. I had a port wine and a cheese that's right. for dessert. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. what we're going to do Enjoy. here, we're yeah. going to do, here's the experiment. Okay. okay. So we're not even going to bother with the cracker. I just want you to scrape the cheese off the cracker. This is the Robiolo cheese. I was okay. a little disappointed mm-hmm. in this, but I tried something different. Scrape it with my tongue? Yeah, or just your teeth. Okay. Just scrape okay. the cheese off. What? God, I got that in spades. What? But no uh-huh. eating the cracker. Just eat the cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be as have as much texture as it does. Mm. Okay. Now what we're gonna do? Take your wine. Mm-hmm. Take a sip of that wine and note how the flavor of All the right. wine has changed with that, or vice versa. What? Oh my God. Why? This is why I do. It's what just I the do. interaction. <laughs> Between the two. It's like the wine no longer tastes like it tastes, and the cheese no longer tastes like yep. it tastes. 
the interaction between the two, that is cheese pairing right there with wine. Oh, and that's just purely by experimentation. Rocky, that is so This is why good. people sit around and drink five and six bottles of wine with their friends, because this is right like what Blake is doing. We can you do- taste the cheese, you drink the wine with it, then you taste another... Randy, yeah, this Randy, is Rocky. it. About the faint. This, I am. This I am. is incredible. Yeah, this, this is, is it. Stuff. Like that this pairing just me. together is, it, yeah, it's different. It's like, it's not what I was expecting at all. Right. Wow. And especially so after that, probably the way we should have done, I wanted the cheese probably to soak in the yeah. butterfat to coat the cheese. I mean, the, the butterfat from the cheese to coat your tongue a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, you know, why cheese it. is also a good pairing with wine. Because especially if you're doing wine tastings, mm-hmm. this is why you have charcuterie boards. The uh, salami, that's my favorite thing to do. The salami and all that stuff, it's mm. the fats, the animal fats from that that coat your tongue. So it like gives you a fresh taste of whatever wine's coming up next. That's why you do pairings like that with cheese and charcuterie boards this, to cover uh, your tongue. This, what is this one you right here? You love this. <laughs> You've gone mm. in like four mm. times. Yeah. Oh, it's if you, such a good cheese. If you could see me right it's now. It's the Harbison cheese he's <laughs> pointing s- at. The Harbison. 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 Yeah, the, the Vermont From cheese. Vermont. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's the Vermont one. But good favorite. news, we can get it in Dallas. So. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite states. Mm. Mm. That right there. So that is a nutty, buttery. That's a favorite state. <laughs> I still it's love it here them. in Oklahoma. I no, my favorite <laughs> hey. place. No, ver, look, Vermont is one Rocky's of my. I like, love Vermont. I think Vermont is a beautiful state. It's they one got of trees. My they got rocks. It's got so pretty and so fun. <laughs> Rocky. I liked. I really did like it up north, but I liked it because I went to Maine and I could get lobster for like five dollars. Yes, and oh, I paid man. like one hundred and fifty here in Dallas for it. So. But that I literally ate lobster every no, meal. That, that <laughs> Vermont that, cheese it is, is yeah, amazing. Yeah, so what so am good. I tasting exactly? Cheese. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Rocket science, Rich. Mm. Well, damn, I mean, that, that is some is good just, cheese. It is amazing. So okay. It's so good. All right. So but again, that is a cow's milk cheese. So you're tasting the cow's milk in that. Okay. And the fact that it's, you know, even the spruce wrapping on that imparts a certain flavor to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way it couldn't. So there's an earthiness to it that comes out of that cheese. That almost approaches the flavor of a very mild washed rind cheese when you get it because it's strong, but not so overwhelming that, you know, you get. Stinky foot. Cheese. So I do have a question about the different kinds of milk. Yeah. So oh. are some softer? Do yes. some do better in soft cheeses versus hard cheeses, or what, what kind of what kind of um, animal milk is higher? I guess maybe people look for more. Do you do you know where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you'll find all kinds, just like within wines and hybrid grape varietals and all of that. You'll find the same thing here in milks. You'll find that's why you know we had this Robiola that was a sheep and oh wait a minute a so there's cattle. different kinds of of milk well there are well, then, there's then different from the different animals right well no, I'm talking that. about from the cows yeah that's not what he's only saying. That. that's what he's let saying me, let me look up here on the sheet because I've got I, I read it a different altitude here we go so the variety of breeds um, oh. with this there are 25 or so different cattle breeds used. Um, And it also depends on the foods that they're eating. So an Alpine cheese, a Swiss cheese, a real Swiss cheese, these animals, what they'll do is, you know, after winter's over in a spring cheese, they'll let the animals up and graze on the clover that's very high on the mountains. And they actually have, yeah, clover up on the high mountainside Mm -hmm. in Switzerland. 
and cool. that actually had these little sheds for making cheese on site. So they'll milk the animals up there during the spring and summertime. And so you'll have spring and summer milk cheeses that taste entirely different than when they bring the animals back down for their final spin in, in fall. How wild so is that, Rich? Dude, that's so, and so Imagine being that cow in that beautiful scenery. Just oh, yeah. Up there, just relaxing, eating your clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> looking at the... So but anyway, I mean, this has been anyway. done for thousands and thousands of years. This is so traditional. Um, wow. Crazy with that. Okay, but so, so if I want to... No, no, you finish. Please finish. Um, the, the, so you have that, but then you also have, I mentioned in that thing about barnyardy cheeses, some of my favorite oh. cheeses, you can taste the hay that the cattle were eating. No. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I love a good barnyardy cheese. What, okay. So give me an example of one. <sighs> That's actually um, an adjective. Barnyardy. Barnyardy. What? Yeah. It is now. Yeah. Well, I, didn't you, isn't it in there? I mean, you said that on your yeah, barnyardy, I did say barnyardy cheese. It is barnyardy, a descriptive cheese. of yeah. the cheese. Um, Winsleydale, there used to be, now Winsleydale, it's an English cheese okay. that you know, usually nowadays what you find, I don't, I don't find the good barnyardy stuff here in the U.S. Is that days. referring oh, to the flavor? Okay. The rind actually tastes good. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you, you take, I saw you do oh, that. I, I yeah, know, take yeah, a I look got, on the I got some, Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Winsleydale is is a northern, I say northern, you know what Londoners would consider north. Wow. It's it's mid um, mid England, and uh, they usually put flavorings and stuff in the cheese. I'm not at all a big aside from the truffles. That's about where I draw the line about okay. infusing the cheese with some other thing. Yeah, that's got but a you'll bit find of a, a lot of fruit fake. in Winsleydale cheese these days. So you know, when you go to the grocery store, you'll see that sometimes that. You know, like Central Market or, or you know, like some of the better places, I guess, to get cheese. Oh, like the blueberry, the blueberry, the blackberry, yes. yeah. Or, or yeah. something yeah. infused. That's in usually, that. you'll find it probably in a Winsleydale most okay. of the times. But really? A really good Winsleydale. The first time I had it, it was in the, you know, a little green wax rind. And mm-hmm. for, uh, that's when I really fell in love with barnyardy cheeses. There's another one that's it's considered part of Portugal is in the Azores. It's an island that's about the size of Manhattan. And it was used as kind of a station back in colonization days. They brought cattle thinking, you know, that they were going to have colonists there and all of that. That cheese, I haven't seen it in, in a couple of years now. Uh, being the Azores, I would imagine, you know, it's very tough um, mm-hmm. to get the stuff exported. Wow. Re- you can taste that hay that they're eating. It's Interesting. So it's called Isn't the Sao so Georgia. S-A-O-J-O. It's, of course, Portuguese. S-A-O-J-O-R-G-E. Sao Georgia. Wow. Interesting. That's so good. I have a sophomoric question, I'm sure, but I know everybody wants to know. What is it that causes the holes in Swiss cheese? Ah, those are gas ah. bubbles. So as in the what? fermentation I don't process, think I saw, that's a great question. Right? Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Good question, right? Thank you. In the uh, fermentation process, what that is is the gases as the fermentation is taking place, the gases explode in there. It's they call it an eye in the cheese. Um, yeah, really. So the gases just leave a void oh. in the cheese because it's gone to a place now. There's more solidity than there is liquidity, and so once the gas bubble erupts. The cheese doesn't collapse and fill the void. Mm. So you just got this little air pocket where the gases were. Interesting. So Same if I wanted sense. to go someplace just here in the States to go learn about cheese or to go get 
really yeah. good ones. What where do I do I go to Wisconsin? Is that a great place to start? Uh, Wisconsin is responsible for most of the milk production. In fact, I think it's production of either milk or cheese. I can't remember which is like the 11th in the world, just behind the entire United States. Are so you I'm kidding me? Oh. That's why it's known as the dairy land of the United States. But yeah, In Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wow. And how many times have you been up there? Uh, never. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Never been what? to Wisconsin. Do we need to go to Wisconsin and do a show oh gosh, on we're gonna have to have wine a, and cheese? I don't know. I still have a sore spot from Green Bay defeating uh, Dallas Cowboys <laughs> in the Ice Bowl. but I'm still wearing <laughs> it around myself. Yeah. I wasn't even born. I'm yeah, pissed. I'm not sure when that was. <laughs> you know, Green Bay was the first team to win the Super Bowl. They were. That's the truth. That's, yeah. Yeah, you're right, Rocky. Mm. Way to go. A little NFL trivia yeah, for all you people. that's right. People. right. See, there's something for everybody here. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. Well, this is just one of the most fascinating things that I think that we've done yet. I mean, I, I love... I love. We what could we're doing. seriously talk about this another hour. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? I mean it's, like it's, we we need to we need to. Yeah. You got to come back. You got to come back because yeah. you're a musician too. Yeah, didn't even. Tell, that's my real life. Your real life. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, you you play. Tell live, us more about you your play, real life. You play live music. You travel around the world and the country playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Composed, uh, played with symphony orchestras, written for symphony orchestras, written film soundtracks. Um, played literally every kind of music there is to play. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. your favorite instrument? Whichever one I played last. Oh. And that's my answer to pretty much any of those favorite <laughs> questions. What's your favorite cheese? What's look, your favorite beer? Look, What's your favorite that's, that's what it. I drink last. That's the I one thing. That. That's I the one that. thing I wish I could do. Honestly, I swear to you, is play an instrument. Well, you got a BC Rich hanging there. I think just because it's your namesake there, but uh, yeah. Well, so another, so my kiddo. So my kiddo. Uh, we we have tons of guitars. Yes, and we have even okay. more over at at the in the main house. Uh-huh. And I, I tell you what, um, my wife's grandfather is in the Texas or not? In the, he's in the Country Music Hall of Fame, not Texas, oh, but right in on. the Country Music Hall of Fame. And they all play. My wife plays. My kiddo plays. They all play. Yeah, so I don't not in your play. Day. Nope, unfortunately not. But and I tell you what, my kiddo, he can pick up a guitar, just any guitar, and say, "Yeah, it's out of tune." Oh yeah, sure. and he could tune it. Oh. Yeah, and he's been doing that since he was nine. Yeah, yeah, nine years old, he could do that. Rocky, what was the first instrument you learned? Piano was the first. That, I think that's the best that's place what, to start. That's what I'm starting my kiddo off with. So that's what she does. Great that's idea. what she plays. It depends on the teacher or the, what they're exposed yeah. to because it can sure. also be very narrowing and very um, mm-hmm. restricted. So I love her because she's from Amsterdam, which is one of my favorite places uh, in the world. Sure. Mm. I'm sorry. She's not from Amsterdam. She's from Iceland. I love both. I've been to love Amsterdam and Iceland. Mm-hmm. But Iceland, she's from Iceland. And she knows how to play every string instrument. Wow. And part of her working with my daughter is to bring out the, the voice stuff with the piano yeah. because my daughter loves to sing. And so she's been able to, so I, but I find her demeanor very calm mm. and very graceful. And I do believe yeah, that is the way too many she uh, kind upset of Icelandics. No, that's what I'm saying. Her, her, her demeanor and, and just Phoenix just loves her. Like really? she just, yeah, because she makes it fun and she makes it That's engaging. It She's be, yeah. seven. Like you have to make it fun. And so she has a way of just making her come out and that mm. of her shell. And so that's what I appreciate. But yeah, she is from Iceland. So I love that. Music has a special way of speaking to you. And when we had uh, Scott Tixier on, 
He is one of the top, or he is the top jazz violinist in the world. Yeah, he's amazing. He, and it was a wow. few podcasts ago. Um, the guy's got Grammys and he's got tons of stuff. Played yeah, with, he's, he's uh, French, I mean, kind of made his way over here as a teenager. I didn't mean, know the language, didn't know anybody. Nothing. Made it, just got lucky. Go listen to his podcast. Yeah, it, I don't I know him. What, I, uh, his I mean, name we, is Scott Tixier. He is phenomenal. But his ability to, and he just, he heard it one time when he was five, and he basically, he was it. That was it yeah, for him. He was done. A black and white TV in the corner of their apartment in yeah. the slums of Paris. I didn't even know there were such a thing. Yep. Oh, yeah. But he was like, that, that. Yeah. I want to do that. That was it. He chased it down. Born a musician. Whole That's life. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Well, I'm going to swing back to cheese real quick and make a, <laughs> yeah, point, make a point that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Before you were now so you can see Rich. Mm-hmm. Oh, the difference in what see. I'm talking about. I just cut a slice off. Now you can see I'm holding up the uh, petite wow. Oh, it's like sweating. You can, you can see the yes, fat. Yeah, that's it's sweating. The, that's the butter fat. Mm. Oh, so we talked God. earlier. I just cut a slice off so you can see the dry and you can see the butter fat uh, bubbling I, when, up to the top. When I first sat down, I thought it was wrapped in plastic because of the light. Yeah, look at, look at the trace oh. left here on the, on the board, on the on board, the board. There. Yeah, you can Do still you see like it. wooden boards? Yes. Okay, so if you're going to do a cheese board, do a wooden board? Yeah. Okay, all day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Interesting. Plastic's bad so, for anyway. How can people? Do you do this stuff? Do you come to people's houses and do this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how can they get a hold of you? Um, Blake Milton, actually, probably the, the email. It's Blake at airmail dot net. Blake is the easiest way. Just email me. Is that uh, something yeah. you would like to do for? Oh, I've done. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like little Rich parties, isn't like inviting you over to everyone's house in the Metroplex. No, that's yeah. Right. So if you need a cheese guy, <laughs> your phone's uh, start know a guy. Uh, Sorry, you, know, you may want to be prepared. So, all right, okay. So you do that. I mean, I asked Brandy ahead of time, and she said that he does do that type of thing, which okay. is super cool. Mostly I mean. for friends, and like I say, yeah. it's expected. Yeah. I show up at a thing; they don't even have to say anymore. Go, Blake. Would you bring yeah. one of your cheese boards? I mean, they still do from time to time, but it, it's an assumed. I you think know, that so. you would be so good at this, and you you bring a couple wines with you, and I think it would be amazing. I yeah, mean, for myself, I don't know what everybody else is going to drink. I'm drinking this. Oh, I love it, man. I, I think I'm going to do that next party. I get invited to. No, Could seriously, a couple of years. But I'm still gonna bring. I'm yeah. gonna do that. I'm gonna do, do that. And I'm gonna sell it. Yeah. yeah. And for those of idea. you on the podcast that can't see, I've got this little cheese app that um, it's still in development. But I put out these labels, and if you're doing a cheese, I mean, it should be you know part of the presentation too. Make it multifaceted. Make it multisensory. Sure. So on, I make these little placards for each cheese that I've got, and it mm-hmm. shows the national flag of the country that it came from. I've got a little image of a cow, a sheep. I even have, if you see the water buffalo here on this one. Yeah. Um, this is an app that you'll have. Uh, it's not commercially actually... available at this point. I'm still in development. It's just my own stuff because there's so many millions of it's cheeses. It's so user-friendly, though. He showed it to me, and I'm like, this is easy for a regular consumer who it's wants simple. to learn you can label about your own cheese. Stuff. Yes, and you can. You understand. can go. There's, you know, the internet is just everything that you want. Yeah. And yeah. so just learning about each cheese that you buy after you've even bought. You know, So on this one, we talked about the Mimolette. I say it's a Mimolette. It's a hard cheese. It's cow milk. It's got a natural rind. And even this, even with the brushed mites, the mm. cheese mites on that, that's still a natural rind. That's how the cheese reacts as it's aging. I want to eat a piece of that. Yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, Northern France, and I tell exactly where it's from. It's from the Normandy region in Isigny de Sormer. Um, so Very not far cool. from, you know, where it, uh, it looks like a piece of mango. It does. It looks it like a cantaloupe. No, it looks like a papaya. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what. We will take pictures of each one of those so everyone can see what yes. we were eating here. And, yep. you know, once again, Blake, thank you so much for doing this. This was, without a doubt, the most fun podcast that I we've know. done, Rocky. Yeah, this thank you. That was very, great. very unexpected. I don't know how uncomfortable it is. but No, this one was pretty uh, against our... But still, Brandy, it was your idea. I know, Good it, was, work, it was Brandy's ideas. You're yeah. welcome. Fantastic. And we do, once again, we want to thank Brandy. Thank our oh. wine. Our, our, yes, thank you, yeah. um, for um, Wine. That is the name of this beautiful wine we drank from Kerrville Hills Winery right there in Kerrville, Texas. John Rivenberg. Thank you so much for your interview. It was great to, he was like, Brandy, how can I help you? What can I do? Let me tell you something. People in the Texas wine industry, Mm. this is a big state, but a small community. And these people want to help and just share great wine. And you want to share great cheese. And it's all about community. It's all about Texas. And in Texas, we like to have fun with our friends and and build that community. So I'm not a a wine guy. I'm just not. But I don't drink. But but uh, there was something about that wine that it didn't make me feel full. No. And it, it's got a bloom like when you drink it and it makes your stomach feel nice. Yep. 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 That is really good wine. That, uh-huh. And, and yep. I'll be honest with you, Brandy, I'm not a big Texas wine person either. Oh, maybe you just that, haven't had the right ones. Well, I, I, I obviously I haven't, but that, I mean, Rocky. Do you that, know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly what uh, you're talking crazy, about. crazy, man. I mean, and that is a great wine. Yeah. What is it so, called again? It's called Riven Yates, and you can get it from um, Kerrville Hills Winery. So the really the great thing about Texas, I feel like, is you have to have foot traffic. You either go in and buy the wine, or if you live in Texas, you get the luxury of having it shipped to you. It's very... It's not easy to get Texas wine outside of Texas. So yeah. I say we are very spoiled here. We have really great wines. We are actually number two in tourism for te- um, Texas Hill Country is number two behind um, behind Napa and in front of Sonoma. And we are fifth in production in the U.S. So crazy. Guys, there okay. is a um, not me. Yeah. One of them is money spent on tourism to go drink and, and invest and visit wineries. And the other is how much we actually produce. And we are fifth in the country. That's crazy. Well, so Texas. Go, uh, yeah. Go see them. Kerrville Hills. Yeah, the, Kerrville the, Hills Winery. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, John Rivenberg. Great interview. Great wine. Thank you so much. Well, possible to get it at uh Wine, total wine, or anything? Wine. Not this, guys. Nope. Okay. You got to order it right from Kerrville Hills Winery. Yes, you can. These right. guys, uh, and uh, tell them I sent you, and John Revenberg will be, yeah, we did an interview together. So great guy, great group of people. Kerrville Hills Winery, he's been doing this a very long time. He owns, uh, he does all kinds of vineyards and grapes, and um, but cool. his expertise is in Tanat, and Ron Yates is in Tempranillo, and these two buddies put it together. And came and up with go. this. And, and had I'll a little spill wine, that baby. bottle for you, too. It's R-I-V-E-N-Y-A-T-E-S. Yeah, that's it. Hey, thanks for doing that, Blake. Yeah, that's... Thank you. Yeah, because I can't spell worth of... That would be a cool... You know, at this Rise restaurant that my wife always wants to Oh, yeah, I love Rise. She's pregnant, and that's all she can eat, which is a bummer for me, but... Uh, all of their glasses are made out of recycled wine bottles, and I just think oh. it's so mm-hmm. cool. That's yeah. really neat. It is really cool. Yeah. A lot of their it's stuff nice. is like that. All their roof, the ceiling tile is is recycled barn, huh. old barn wood, and they got a cool. 
They got a whole menu full of stuff they do like that. It's well, that's neat. very cool. Yeah, Even though we're talking wine and cheese here, I want to mention one thing because apparently you're more of a beer drinker than a wine drinker. And going back to what we were saying about monks, you know, monks actually, so if you look at like a, a beer like Chimay, um, Trappist monks brewed that because wine was safer, uh, I'm sorry, beer was safer to drink than water back in the day. So they drank beer instead of water. Holy cow. It's true. Oh, it's because you didn't want to get sick. That's right. And so we're talking wine and cheese pairings, but something that's also quite huge now is beer and cheese pairings. So I can imagine some of this stuff with wow. some great Another beer. episode. That sounds good. Yeah. We a good Belgian <laughs> triple. We yeah. should do it. Well, once again, you know, thank you, Blake Milton, for being here. We certainly appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Blake. Brandy, thank you for, for doing this with sure. us. Um, this has been fantastic. Rocky, yeah. I could talk about cheese, obviously, forever, but um, but I'm full and drunk. <laughs> it's kind of opened the doors. Yeah. It's kind of opened my eyes. To, to a lot of stuff tonight. To and I really do appreciate world. you coming out. Yeah, 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 really. Yeah. Thank you for the great experience. Awesome. Yeah, so, you know what? If you want to get a hold of uh, Blake, once again, contact us or Blake directly. Blake at airmail.net. There you go. And uh, and he will be in contact with you to uh, get some cheeses and possibly yeah. a good party. Fancy party. That's right. All right, Rocky. Well, that's all I got, unfortunately. As his phone rings. Uh, yeah, that's your cue. We made it this long. It was, on, it was vibrating earlier, and then it rang. How does that happen? I don't know. My Brandy, bullets. thank you for coming again. Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure. Blake, we, thank you for saying course, yes. Yeah. And we will do it again. We will. Rock right. and Rich out. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Fantastic. Bye.